Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks of Fitness, episode 191. Thank you so much for joining me today. Alexia Adams is a television personality, health enthusiast, humanitarian, and retired professional athlete. In the summer of 2021, Alexia made her television debut on season two of Owns Put a Ring on It. Off camera, Alexia is a brand influencer for Drink to Shrink, and she'll talk about that later in the interview. She also works as a marketing director and a brand manager for a premier global sports and entertainment agency and as an Atlanta Hawks player development program affiliate. And here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss her career, entrepreneurship, and the importance of health and fitness is Alexia Adams. Alexia, how are you today? <laughs> long, long week. I hear you. So let's talk. Let's start from the beginning. Where did it start for you, Alexia? Where did you grow up, and what was your childhood like? Um, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida, um, but my parents. So, but we lived in St. Augustine. They moved up to Atlanta, Marietta, Georgia, uh, when I was seven. So. When I was a kid, the only people I really was around was my family, my dad's brother, which is my uncle. Our families kind of moved up here together. Um, and then, honestly, I just wanted to be my, like my dad and my brother when I was little. So I used to mimic and follow my brother everywhere. And then my dad, you know, threw in basketball. He was an ex-basketball player, played football, baseball, ran track, volleyball. He did it all. So I said, well, I want to do what he, you know, I want to do it too. But. Honestly, when he first introduced basketball to me, I hated it. I didn't like it, but really? I wanted to do it because I knew he did it. I was probably like the worst my first year. But when I saw how bad I was, I worked that hard that summer. And huh. the next year, I was the best player in the youth league. So Really? Yeah. So you attribute that to hard work? Yep. Yep. Because I used to, I mean, I would see my brother pick up a ball, go up the street to the basketball court. I would just go with him. Really, really. So would you say your brothers uh, or your father were your, your role models? Who I would say models? my father and my mom are my role models. I would say growing up, I wanted to be like my brother. <laughs> yeah. But as we got older, he would just get on my nerve. And I just <laughs> feel like the way my, the way I think, me and my father, we pretty much think just alike. Really? Really? Yeah. Are, you, are you very close with your parents now, today? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm close with both of them. Probably more so my dad, but wow. I, I pick and choose what I want to talk to one of them about. My dad is sports and, yeah. and men. My mom yeah. is business. Yeah. I, I, I go to both of them, so yeah. Really? The best of both worlds there, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you can talk to your father about men. <laughs> yeah. And your mom, you can talk to her about, what, other girly things? Oh, well, just business. My mom, um, she's a regional director for Family Dollars all in Atlanta. They're all, she's overseeing all of them. So oh, my mom is four kids. So it was my brother. It was me. It was my sister, uh, my two little sisters. And the two little sisters were always with my mom. Yeah. Me and my brother are a year apart. I'm 35. He's 36. Then my baby sisters are 30 and 29. So we were just kind of like, they would be with her. We'd be my dad, even though we all live together. So they didn't do sports. We did sports, 
And I think they're more of the book, the smart ones. You know what I mean? Like they're all into the books. My sister, yeah. she's like the biggest on saving. Me and my brother, we just think we live that life. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. kind of like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird, but we've all been pretty close. Nice, nice. One big happy family though, I would say, yeah. you know? Yep. Out of all the sports that you could have played, all right, because that, again, I'm sure in addition to basketball, you probably tried your hand at other sports as well. Um, why did you choose basketball above the rest? Personally, just because my dad made me my first year. And then really? I, he made me. <laughs> then I found a passion for it. But in high school, because I just whatever didn't want to go home, I just wanted to be out with my friends. Yeah. And I was quick on the court. I did track. So I tried out for the track team, ended up being the second fastest on the whole team. Really? So I, I ran with track, did triple jump, four by one, 100, 200, long jump, triple jump, wow. that my actual biggest offers were from track. And I did volleyball too, but I had division one offers from all of them. I was way better in track. I had offers like Clemson, Georgia, but my passion was basketball. So huh. the original school I picked was Gardner-Webb. It was division one. The, I actually took a track scholarship because the basketball coach heard about me late and he just kept calling my mom like, make her take the track scholarship. We need her on the team, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I go out to North Carolina. I feel like he tricked me. He didn't really explain that he had a – I wouldn't pay attention either. He had a senior point guard. I'm thinking he bringing us in to play together. Really, he just wanted me to, I guess, be a, sit out and wait till she graduated. But I was already done with that school. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go D2 so I don't have to sit out. And mm -hmm. I transferred and finished at Albany State. Amazing. So you went from a Division One to a Division Two school. From what? a track scholarship also to a basketball scholarship. Basketball scholarship. Wow. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I know that. Um, but in your wildest dreams, though, could you even imagine that you would become a professional basketball player? Um, I think that we all, when we're younger, we all have these big goals and we see television and I want to be like Lisa Leslie or Cynthia Cooper. But as you get older, also you see like it start to diminish. Uh, middle school, I stood out. High school even, I stood out as a freshman playing varsity. But I also noticed that I wasn't getting as much help trying to, you know, get over to college. It was really me doing all the work. And not so much my school like it is a powerhouse now. And yeah. I feel like once I got to college, once I transferred, once I went Division two, and went to HBCU, I started to see like, you know, like, I don't know if this is really going to go. But I still had this fire in me. Yeah. After I graduated, I went to Savannah, moved, played semi-pro. That when I came home in the summer, when that season was over, I got a call from one of my best friends. Her name is Janice uh, Trainer. And he was like, meet me at Georgia Tech and bring your basketball shoes. And I'm thinking like, okay, like I'll go play. I'm thinking we better go play. Mm -hmm. I walk in the gym and immediately a woman starts screaming at me like, hurry up, put your shoes on, sign the waiver. It was the Atlanta dream. So pretty much at the end of practice, she told me they were in the Easter, was Eastern Conference Finals and um, whatever it's called for the women. But that and uh, that I could finish out on the practice team. They would give me tickets. They would give me gear to the games, and I could put it on my resume. Yes. Once I was able to put that Atlanta Dream stamped on my resume, one of my best friends that I met in Savannah, this is how the world is so small, that played on the team, she played one game with me in Savannah because she came from overseas. She called me, and she said, hey, my agent's looking for a, a guard. Where's your film? And I said, let me shoot it to you. 
And I said, uh, and I updated my resume. Once he saw Atlanta Dream, you know, they obviously did the background check to see if that was true. That's how I got my first job overseas. Wow, really? Really? And you played in various places. I mean, what, Romania, Belgium, Serbia, Mexico. How was that experience playing overseas? How was that for a young African-American woman? I would say I would never trade it for the world because I've learned a lot too. Um, nobody really knows this too much. My first contract overseas was like trash. It was under a thousand dollars, 800 bucks. What? Nobody knows that, you know? So I tell people this story because I'm like, I just wanted the opportunity. What? You know, I came from a division two school. It was only three or four Americans on the team. And I was the only American that, you know, really didn't have a big resume like that. So I went out there, took the chance. I said, man, I just need this chance to prove I can do it. Yeah. Played pretty good. Um, the team, even with that money, had issues with paying. They were months behind on the check. So then at Christmas, I switched teams. They saw me play from the first team, stayed in the same country, still took some little money. But after that first year, you know, I proved that I can obviously do this at a high level. Wow. That That's when all my, you know, realistic offers started coming. So to be a black woman in a whole nother country and they barely try to understand you, they kind of really want you to learn the language because we're at practice. They're speaking Romanian. I'm like, I know y'all talking about me. So we would start, the Americans would kind of just hang. And then we started hanging with them a little that they would teach us the basics to where we were around them so much. We started to comprehend, maybe yeah. not speak it so much, but understand what was going on. So it was a, a gift, a curse, a blessing all at once because, you know, I didn't have much, you know, money and I just wanted a chance, travel the world, do what I love. And then after that first year, I pretty much, set the standard that I can do this. And, you know, I was, I was good after that. Oh, most definitely. Did you have doubters? People who doubted your ability, your ability to make it? I, I would say before I ever went overseas, yeah. Uh, yeah. My, and, I, and it's crazy, uh, my college basketball coach, his name is Robert Skinner. He, uh, he would always tell me specifically, like, you're not going anywhere after college. Oh. Um, you know, uh, y'all might as well hang it up, give it up. Like, you know, really? That, really? he would say that, that when I finally went overseas, he was one of the first people I think I talked to after that year. I think he called me. I can't remember if I called him. And he said, you know, Lex, I was wrong about you. And he was like, you know, and it kind of felt good because I felt like he always had a target on my back. Yeah. He felt like I thought I was better because I came from a division one school, which I, I was, but at the end of the day, I was at an HBCU school. You know, it was a lot of favoritism going on. Hmm. Um, and I was just like, man, kept wanting to transfer. But I was like, let, let me just stick it out. Let me just play through it. So it's crazy that out of all the players that, you know, pretty much went overseas, I was pretty much the first one to go from that university to play professional. Nice, nice. Did the money start to kind of like roll in where it's kind of comfortable for you at that time? After, first, after my first year when I took that trash paycheck, yes. <laughs> and then I started building relationships too. So um, I would have friends on a guy's team, um, different girls' teams that I would stay in touch with the coaches and I would just tell them about my friends. So it came to the point maybe I want to say my second year. The team that I went to, Tug and Morris, I'm really cool with the president now, we stay in touch, that he let me pick all the foreigners. So I pretty much put two of my friends on, and then they had, we needed two bigs. They knew somebody, and we had a legit team. Now, 
Yeah. Um, so I started while I was playing. That's when I was like, maybe I should be an agent. But yeah. I started placing, I placed while I played 34, 35 uh, girls and guys in Europe and Latin America. But it just became a headache because people, players, you know, I, I saw both sides. I saw it from the, the management standpoint. I saw it from the coaching standpoint. I saw it from the recruiting standpoint. Like it just became too much while I was playing. So I remember one of the teams that I went back to, which was Tugger Morris, it was kind of like I was a player coach because I'm showing the coach plays. He was new. He came from a junior program. We all were showing him plays, but he kind they kind of like, you know, really took me in. I was the captain of that team, and I feel like that's my second home, which is Ro Romania. Really? Really, though? Yeah. But, do, but I, from here, I'm talking to you, I'm listening to you. It sounds like you have an eye for talent, too. Right. Yeah, I do. I think I do because I feel like I wanted to always make that bridge between Division Two and going overseas because they don't know what to do. Like my coach had no idea um, how to try to get me to go to the next level. And, and overseas was never an option. I never even knew really too much of overseas. It wasn't until I was like, man, I ain't gonna make it to the WME. I'm too little. Come from a small school. And then that's when countries started getting involved. Well, you can play in Finland, Germany. Uh, right when I graduated, I want to say, I want to say it was before I, or it might've been after semi, it might've been before, I can't remember, before I placed in my program, I want to say that when I graduated, I went to Germany first, just on a whim. I had all my friends put in money to buy me a plane ticket to, um, to try out, um, for this. It was kind of like a combine. And, you know, obviously I didn't really hear from much from me. I thought it was going to be so many agents. It wasn't, but what it did do for me, it gave me updated film against people who were playing at division one schools at division, uh, high division two schools uh -huh. that when that was the film that I used when I gave it to my friend to, you know, pretty much stamp, obviously the Atlanta dream too, but to go overseas. So it worked out in my favor, really. Amazing. Yes, it sure did. So how long did you play professional uh, basketball? Uh, six years, 2011 to 2017. Okay, so what? Uh, why did you move away from that? You were still very young at that time as you are now, but why did you leave? Um, being honest, <clears throat> social media is not how it is now. You know, it's Instagram and stuff. Instagram yeah. came later, but we were all on Facebook, MySpace. I yeah. started to see a lot of my female friends getting married. I started to see a lot of my friends having kids. I started to see a lot of my guy friends getting married. Yeah. And for women, it's a whole lot different because we play year round. We play those eight months overseas. And, you know, if you're good enough to play in a WNBA in the summer. So I was really only home in the summer. Hmm. I passed up on a lot of relationships. I tried to deal with people when I was there and it just never worked out. And it came to the point where I missed home. It was a lot of teams that I played for. I couldn't go home for Christmas. There was a lot of teams I played for. I couldn't go home for Thanksgiving. I couldn't go home for holidays. And it began to, you know, just like, you know, ugh, I, I want to be home. And then really my last year, when I feel like the money problem started happening again in Romania, I told myself this is my last year. Yeah. Not even that they, they, you know, it was small money, but it was that they were behind. And I, I was over it. I was like, look, it's going to be my last year. Yes. We're just going to go ahead and finish it out. And that's what I did. I just kind of really missed home. I'm sure there were other places, even old teams who had the money to bring me back. Right. You know, they asked me to come back, bring more players. But I was just kind of, I felt like I 
I proved my point that I could play at a high level. Oh, most definitely. And now it's time to go on to come, move on or come home for other challenges, I guess, right? Correct. Yes, sir. <laughs> are you still involved in the game? And if you are, in what capacity? Yeah, um, I do player development for the Hawks. So I do it part-time just to kind of stay in the loop. So I might work with them once or twice a month. Um, and player development basically is with their junior program. We'll have camps or events, and we have to either go to the camps and, you know, put them through drills or go to certain events and be present. And it's also to stay in touch with the network. You know, some of the people that I'm really close to now, like Tony Delk, uh, I met him through the Hawks. Like, I, I built a lot of relationships. So I do it from that standpoint. And when I first retired, I, you know, I still kind of had a little love for the game as far as playing. So yes. I would come home, have camps in the summer. Um, when mm -hmm. I was playing and I would come home and then after I was like, I'm gonna do this every summer, every summer, COVID hit. And that's when I kind of just kind of backed up from it a little bit. Wow. Wow. So when you, um, when you're working with kids now, you're talking about, um, guys, boys and girls, boys and girls. And I was just trying to do anything I could just to figure out what I was. I never really knew what the plan was when I retired from ball. It's just that I had so many relationships. I was just calling people, what y'all got going on? Boom, boom, boom. I said, well, let me start out with this camp. Um, and then also a lot of my friends are mainly guys. So like people like Josh Powell, uh, some ex, you know, NBA guys, Iman yeah. Shumpert, you yeah. know, I would help work them out in the summers. Really? And I would just use that as that relationship, help work them out, put them through drills or whatever. And that is how I ended up getting a job with the Hawks, you yeah. know? And then once I did that, you know, TV stuff started just coming out of nowhere. Um, people were looking for, they were looking for uh, a basketball player in Atlanta. And everybody knows me. So it was like over 35 tags on Instagram with my name. The really? people, yeah, they reached out to me, said, hey, can you send some current basketball pictures? And I was like, okay, I didn't understand what it was for. They hit me back and was like, hey, would you like to be in a movie? And I was like, yeah, what movie is this? I really thought it was a joke. <laughs> and it ended up being Uncle Drew. So yes. <laughs> that's how I got to, to be on that. <laughs> amazing. Absolutely amazing to hear that, though. Now, what advice would you give to um, other young kids trying to come up in, in the field of sports like yourself and being a professional? What advice would you give to them? Oh, it's so different now because all the rules have changed. Uh, you used to be able to, if you transferred, you have to sit out depending on what division, depending on. Now, kids are transferring after one year. Kids are doing what they want. They're able to get paid, which makes it better. They're able to get paid um, at a university while they're in school. Before, we were all going to the cafeteria, taking a prize home, you know. Right. I would say now, because I feel like the world is just open, uh, social media. Back then, I was sending VC, you know, VCS tapes yeah. just to get on a team. Right. Now, all you got to do is do one highlight, <laughs> post it on Instagram, you go on Division One. I just feel like it's so different. I, I just think that if anything, because it's a little easier now, they will find you. And you just got to be the first one in the gym and the last one to leave. Huh. Whether it's track, you just got to run a certain time. But really just staying in the public, being um, noticeable, yes. uh, have a highlight tape posted because they will find you now. If huh. you're good, they will find you. Huh. So using social media now to your advantage, that's yes. the benefit they have today that you didn't have when you were starting out. 
Exactly. Wow. Now, how did you get into, how did you parlay your success on, on the court to being on OWN, on that TV show? That came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> how did that work out? <laughs> I actually was dating someone else the year before. Um, me and my ex, we were back and forth more often on when I was overseas. Cause like I said, I tried it. It just wasn't working. Um, that we actually reconnected January of last year, 2021. And this is before a show ever came to me about an opportunity or anything. Right. I got a DM, um, from obviously someone that was in casting and said, Hey, do you know anyone in a relationship? Um, basically, you know, asking me questions and I said, well, yeah, I'm in a relationship. And they said, well, who? And then I sent them his information. She hit me and was like, hey, are you interested in, you know, doing a show? I was like, what's it about? And then yeah. she told me. So she called him. We obviously, they interviewed us, sent them pictures and stuff. And I think they just liked how our dynamic was in our interviews. And that is really how we got picked to be on that show. They, they scouted us. They really? they vetted us. They vetted you guys. Yeah. Was it a good experience for you? Uh-uh. <laughs> uh -uh. Really? He yes said no. He said no. <laughs> yes no. no. Really? Um, why no? Because someone that um I had a relationship as far as even friendship. Like friendship is big to me. I'm I'm very I value my relationships with my friends and family. Yes. Knows all my business. We reconnect, you know, we're trying to figure our situation out. And, you know, he goes on national television and sleeps with someone else. And I just felt like it was the biggest disrespect at the most high. Like, I understand, and it sounds crazy, like, people cheat, people do whatever. But my thing is, don't have me on national television. Yes. And you're telling, and it, and it all played out, because one thing, the camera never, the camera don't lie. Yes. You know, so a lot of things that that pretty much I saw, you know, on the, when it was seen on television, I didn't witness that stuff. I never saw it. People say, well, did you see red flags? And I would say, no, because I'm not around him 24-7. Right. Now, when I would have questions about things, I'm not going to other people. I'm going to him. And he'll right. tell me, like, okay. But I think for me, that probably was obviously needed because there was a lot of things that I didn't know. But it wasn't the best experience because as it played out on national television, I just felt embarrassed uh every week to have even went on television with them you know so yes. in the end i feel like you know i chose myself and you know everything i feel like things happen for a reason people are in your life for a reason in a season yes. and i feel like all the dots started to align when i was done with that show when i was leaving him when i people start i started meeting other people and seeing how genuine they were and Yes. Certain people that I've already knew, I kind of stopped messing with some people. Mm -hmm. I started to really pay attention to everybody's red flags, friends, family, foe, whoever. Like, I just want to be around good energy. If it's not good energy, like, keep it away from me, you know? Yes. So that's, that's a good learning experience, right? Mm -hmm. Going forward. Yep. Yep. Excellent. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear you say that. And, uh, but I want to also now talk about the fact that you're no longer playing professional basketball. What are you doing to stay in shape? Because you you're an athlete, you got to stay in shape. I will say, when I started filming that show, I probably picked up 15, 20 pounds because we were really we go nowhere. Yeah, and 
me probably being a little lazy after that too because we couldn't go nowhere and I would say right after the show even a little bit before the show I had already started my business which was drink to shrink a detox and weight loss um and it started to do really well you know as the show was ending or whatever as it was airing but I pretty much now I I do this thing to where you know I have a trainer now before I had a trainer I go to I do this thing with Robert Russian and Toya called wait no more Mm -hmm. like if I can't make it to the gym or because of COVID everything's closed down it's an app that pretty much you download and you can do workouts from home. And then certain days during the week, I would meet up with them and we would work out. And it was different. It's different things. So you have a cycling class. You have a track. We call it track fit. It's like you're dancing and working out at the same time. You had different types of classes. And I started to see like that would be the only way that I would be motivated to go to the gym because talking to any other retired player, they'll tell you that's the last thing they want to do. Work out. <laughs> to the gym like no but when you're doing it for fun and you're doing it to get better then as i told you i feel like people started coming in coming in at the right time i was trying to lose weight i said let me take this serious let me drink my juice let me watch what i'm eating i met um another good friend of mine his name's tobias and he kind of introduced to me about i don't know we just started talking mm-hmm. he introduced to me about like getting negative energy off of you and kind of focusing more on yourself. So like I, every morning for 15 minutes, I, I meditate. I do this thing called to cheat. And yeah. when I started doing this stuff, like I can't, it's like a, I, I'm woke now. I'm starting to see and feel different just about how I'm moving. I'm paying attention to what I'm eating. Um, I, I take his CMOS, but I'm starting to take CMOS and the benefits from it. Um, whereas I could do and party before in college, next day I'm up and popping, but now it, it takes me a day or two to recover, you know? Yes. I started eating key limes because they're pretty much good for your, uh, it's a superfood. It's good for your teeth. It's good for your health. It's good for everything. So I started really to pay attention instead of just doing stuff to be doing it. But why am I taking this? What benefits is it for me? What can it do for my health? Like, I really started to pay attention to what I was putting in my body because you can work out all you want, but if you're eating the wrong things and doing things in high qualities instead of moderation, you know, it's, you're going to get the same results. Most definitely. So with that in mind, you're exercising on a regular basis. Yep. Now, especially now I have a coming up actually February 1st, you know, I have a challenge that I just want to oh. do on YouTube or on Instagram for people who are trying to lose weight, trying to be physically fit. Um, basically, a 30-day challenge. Like, let's make it a goal. My goal is to try to work out two, two times a day, but at least once. And drinking my juice and trying to pay attention to what I'm eating. Eating no more than 1,200 calories a day. You know, um, just really trying to pay attention to what I'm doing that my goal is to see how much weight I can actually lose in 30 days hmm. being consistent. consistent. Before, I would work out here and there, but I wasn't consistent. Right. And anybody to tell you, it's just like shooting free throws, you know? It's repetition, repetition, repetition. Hmm. Like, I got so much muscle memory in me. If I go to the court tomorrow and I probably haven't touched the ball and who knows when, it's going in, you know? Well, <laughs> it's going in. Yes, but, yes, yes. But it's just basically being more consistent, being more... Uh, aware taking my juice um with the juice it's lose five pounds in five days like that's the overall objective but you want to keep taking it 
you and with me i'm detoxing inside and out the negativity the everything like i just wanted to be open so you want to take the juice 30 minutes before each meal if you eat three times a day three times if you eat two times a day it's going to last you for seven days twice a day but i mean it really works i have people who are repeat customers um i have people who say hey Lex, you kind of really changed my life like I need to keep doing this. Like, thank you. And then I have people who, you know, obviously, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur. You know, I give them my advice as far as what they can do, you know, to make residual income. So, yes, yes. And you're talking about drink to shrink. Yes. That's what you're talking about that weight loss um, juice that you are selling. Now, are you the owner of the company? No. So um, it's, it's more so like an MLM. Um, and right. my cool. friend who introduced me to it is the owner of Drink to Shrink the Name. Yeah. And then it's kind of like you take that name and then you add yours to it, like Drink to Shrink with Alexia. So I'm the owner of that, Drink to okay. Shrink with Alexia. But I think now I'm going to end up moving more in a different direction as far as actually trying to get the best of the best and patent it myself um, to where it's just all solely mine, you know, so... We, we have a different name. Would it be the same name? I'll probably keep the name because I own the name Drink to Shrink with Alexia. You know what I mean? Okay. He okay. just owns the name Drink to Shrink. My friend who put me on it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, that's amazing because I run a nonprofit organization, a health and fitness organization. We focus on obesity prevention. And um, obviously, I love hearing stuff like this because I would love to also promote it, let people know about it. But what is it about Drink to Shrink, though, that you feel is different from the other products out there? <clears throat> when you play overseas, there's a lot of things you can't put in your body because they could be tested as a positive for like a steroid, even like a Red Bull. Certain mm -hmm. stuff they put in it, if they drug test you, you would get a positive result. So then yes. you'll either get sent home, lose mm -hmm. your job or whatever. Um, the thing about Drink to Shrink is it's all natural, it's all organic, it's herbs, and I pretty much take a detox juice and I, or detox drink, a tea, and I turn it into a juice. So the fact that it's all natural, it comes with the meal plan, hmm. um, yeah, and it's good for you. It's good for, it's a lot of benefits to it. It's good for your bowels, it's good for um, just weight loss, detoxing. I mean, you can really feel the difference even after two days. You can feel your body different. And then it gives you energy, too. So I think just the biggest thing about Drink to Shrink is it's all natural. And, you know, that's pretty much why I, I'm an advocate for it. Great. And they said non-GMO and uh, no sugar? No sugar. No sugar. No sugar. Is it safe for children? It's safe for children, yep. Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. How long have you been um, using the product? Uh, about a year now. Uh, well, more so last year, not as consistent, but consistently now, I would say about consistently now, about three months. Um, even my first week, I think I lost six or eight pounds or something like that. I ended up losing like a total of 12. But the difference with me is I'm trying to lose weight in my midsection, mm -hmm. but I'm actually trying to get my athletic build back. So not only am I losing weight, I'm trying to put my muscle back together. So my weight's going to fluctuate because yeah. muscle weighs more than fat. So, Are you also weight training? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I started training with uh, this guy. Yeah. Now okay. that I actually, he's my trainer, Justin. Nice. 
Okay. Um, so what he does is like Monday is leg day. Okay. Um, I work out with him four times a week for, you know, for the month oh, okay. or whatever. So 16 yeah. sessions in a month. Um, and we have legs day, glute day, arms day. And that's, that's me getting back in there trying to get that muscle together. Yes. Whereas people don't get it. But when you're an athlete, we really can train ourselves. That's the truth. Because you know what to do. But yeah. if you don't have a goal, like if I don't, if I know I don't have practice or a game, I'm not about to just, if I feel, don't feel like going to the gym, I'm like, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. But the difference is when you actually pay someone to train you, yeah. you are trying to get your money's worth. So you're trying to show up every day. Yes, and then when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, he's going to be on your head. Like you really need a coach and then incorporate the drink too. Yeah. Nice. And you'll notice the difference. You lost weight. You're, you're building muscle all within the last three months, whatever it is. Right. Yes, sir. I, I can see a big difference, period. I, I want to say, like, being honest with you, like, the as far as the meditation and the taking sea moss and key lime, that's probably been with almost a month, within a month, because I just got introduced to that. As far right. as training, I just started training with them. But before all that, yeah. you know, even now, I still do, you know, the training with Robert Russian and them, but I was only doing that moderation because of my schedule. I work uh, eight to five, Monday through Friday at my actual job, which is where I sell advertisements for golf courses. Oh. You don't even know about that one. Yeah. And then I, do, I, don't, I just don't talk about it. And then that's my main job. That's my breadwinner. Yeah. And then what I do on the side is obviously player development, drink to shrink. And then I work for the marketing company where, you know, our job is pretty much to get players, um, what would you say, uh, sponsorships outside of basketball or outside of the court or you know, off the court. Okay. So like one of my, the first people that I signed was Tiffany Mitchell, who plays for the Indiana Fever. Nice. So my job is pretty much to get her deals, like whether it be a shoe deal or whether it be a, a Nike contract or Converse or whatever, but that's that's what I do on the side as well. On the side. Are those contracts more um, lucrative than their actual salaries when they're playing? Or the sponsors? Um, not necessarily, but money is money. Like, or... I would say, like, for instance, like Fashion Nova with some of our football players that we have that are in the NFL, you know, they don't necessarily, just with certain players now, they don't necessarily fork out money, but they're giving you consistent top-of-the-line clothes, you know, as long as you post. So, I mean, at the end of the day, saving a dollar is saving a dollar. Or, you know, making a post, you might get paid $500 to make the post or to promote this. Like, it's just so different now to to pretty much make money. I feel like now if if a guy cannot bring anything to the table, it's just an excuse because it's too many ways nowadays to make money. Wow. Most yeah. definitely. Wow. Wow. Are you you're also involved in charity work, am I correct? Yes, sir. What type of charity work are you doing? Different. Um it just depends on who I'm talking to. Uh <laughs> one of my friends, his name is Zach Graham. Typically, every Christmas, um, we go to one of these places around here that's in Atlanta. Um, I can't remember the last place we went to, but we would feed the homeless or right. we would feed um, the people in that center. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're not paying for anything. That's some charity work I do. I coach celebrity basketball games. The money always goes to either when I did bowling, sickle cell. Um, if I did basketball, it goes to that, you know, that organization. Um, 
as far as giving to, I help uh, with my friend Reese. He has different events, whether it's giving book bags. I've had my own where we were giving free book bags with one of my buddies, uh, JT Tiller. We would give free book supplies, free book bags, you know, just trying to give back to the community. But more so, especially around the holidays, this past year for Thanksgiving, I worked with uh, Wait No More as far as partners, partnering, giving turkeys away uh, to people who couldn't afford it, you know. So giving, you know, obviously sides away to people who couldn't afford it. Like hmm. anything that I can always do to give back, I'm always probably the first one to try to be involved. No, that's beautiful. Kudos to you for that. That's so that's amazing. Now you played professional basketball, as we know. You appeared on OWN's um, TV reality show, put a ring on it, mm-hmm. and um, you're an entrepreneur. But what's next for Alexia? What's next for Alexia is obviously my juice taking off. Um, I actually have a movie coming out this summer in the theaters. What? It's called Wide Open. It's the Andre Rising story about Andre and Lisa Lefty. And it was just another situation by luck. I went to Andre signing, uh, Andre Rising's book signing um, through an invite, Z Mullen. Um, the people who were there recognized me from the show. They came up to me, hey, we're going to put you in this movie. And I really thought they were just talking. Yeah. And then a month later, the guy called me. His name is Big D. And he said, hey, pull up. I got a role for you. I'm not an actress. I don't know how to act. But at this point, I'm open to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, here, learn these lines real quick. I said, why do you think I could know these lines? He said, you're smart. Just learn them. So <laughs> within five minutes, I probably learned the lines. And I got really? I got some lines in the movie. I play Left Eye's best friend, Tim. Yeah. Really? I would, yeah. love, I would love to see that. That's going to be amazing when that comes out. And that's going to come out when? Uh, this year? I think right now they're talking about June, but it's definitely coming to the theaters. <laughs> I believe Tyler Perry is the one that funded it. I, I Don't quote me, but I think that's what that is. So right. I got that going on. Um, obviously, my challenge coming up, lose, as, you know, pretty much I'm trying to make it like lose who, whatever the deal is, how much can you lose that month and whoever loses the most weight you know, obviously give them some type of prize. I got um, me more so just focusing on myself. Uh, I w- I'm starting to want to take acting classes. Okay. So maybe by the time the movie comes out and I get a little buzz, you know, I'll start auditioning for things and, you know, see what the future takes me. But as of right now, just focusing on myself, put myself first, working on my health, my fitness, yes. my family, wanting to open it up. Uh, I want to open up a painting with the Twist franchise. I got a lot of things I'm trying to put my hands on, so I'm just trying to do it the smart way. Yeah, the smart way, not the easy way, but the smart way, right? Right. And yeah. it all depends on your health. Health first, and <laughs> putting Sorry. yourself first. Good for you. Yes, now, where can my listeners and viewers find out more about Alexia Adams? Okay, um, Instagram. It is Alexia Adams twenty four. That's A L E X I A Adams A D A M S twenty four. Um, you'll also, if you go to my Instagram page and you click in the bio, it'll take you to my website or to my business page, which is drink to shrink, Alexia's drink to shrink. Um, so that's A-L-E-X-I-A-S drink to shrink, the number two, um, Facebook, Alexia Adams, Twitter, little Lex 24. Um, and yeah, you can order the drink to shrink online. Um, if you're not in Atlanta, I do ship, just charge for a shipping free fee. Um, also what comes with the drink, the shrink, you know, we have other products. If you, you know, want to really dive into losing this weight and working on it, you know, we sell drops where it kind of suppresses your eating. 
um, and you go with the drink. And I mean, it's just more so the level of weight you're trying to lose. So all of that can be found on the website, though, which is Alexia's Drink to Shrink. Right. And it's also, you said, on Instagram, right? As well? yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amazing. Awesome. Now, all I'm going to say is this has been great. And Alexia, I really appreciate you coming on my show today. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Thank you so much. <laughs> and to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring. And that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them in the comment section below or email me at Vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, we don't stop exercising because we grow old. We grow old because we stop exercising.